It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Kenny Rogers. talking to me yeah i'm actually really talking to you oh what are you looking at a book i'm looking right at now? a book it's in a book Everything it's book. new jersey artists and writers celebrate the garden state i went to edited by carrie sullivan i went to a book release party at uh the cookman book co-op asbury book co-op whatever it's called over there on cookman ave next to mogo mm-hmm. in asbury for my friend's book um where is it my friend um, Ryan Roberts wrote a book called Nimrod, and he had a book release party there. That's so cool. And, uh, yeah, so we went to support him and pick up a couple things. I also got the um, the Dr. Seuss book by Brian J. Jones that day. I have to pick up a copy of that Nimrod. Yeah, it's it's really great. It's like a fun read, you know. Yeah. It's very New Jersey. Very. Um, well, I'm happy to support like local artists and yeah. things like that, especially people I've met. Oh, Megan. It's time to watch the Muppets. It's time to watch the Muppets. I have have such a who's our guest? We watched the Kenny Rogers episode of the Muppets Show, airing in the UK on November thirtieth, nineteen seventy nine, and in the US on October eighteenth, the day before my birthday, when I was still in Ovum, though. Still in Ovum for like eight more years. Um, Megan, I have a question for you. A legitimate question. Has Kenny Rogers ever been a young man? I feel like he's always been old. Let's see. I feel like when I think about Kenny Rogers, yeah, I guess he's had like the white hair, like Steve Martin. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Oh, I forgot that he passed. Kenny Rogers. I'm opening up his Wikipedia to see what else we can learn. Kenny Rogers was an American singer, songwriter, and actor. He negotiated a secret treaty between Yasser Arafat and. <laughs> Menachem Begin and was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2013. What? This is like when the government sent Dennis Rodman to hang out to with... Korea. Yeah, to North Korea. To go, like, see what Kim Jong-un is up to. Yeah, but like, he loved basketball and he uh-huh. liked Dennis Rodman, so why not? And Dennis oh Rodman is like a kook. I mean, in a good way, but in a, in a I guess, I don't know. In the 90s, it was, like, really fun. Like, what I wanted weird... that Dennis Rodman but, like, wedding dress Barbie doll. I'm not going to lie. We just... What? You hit me one more time with what you said before I go back to this. I said course. I really wanted that Dennis Rodman wedding dress Barbie doll. They made a Dennis Rodman wedding dress Barbie doll? Yes. You deserve it, Megan. I, I think I should look that up. You Maybe deserve... Did I make this up just like I made up the fact that Brenda had her own show, wrote his sister? She didn't. <laughs> I made that up. And Rhoda. I fully convinced myself that Bre- that Rhoda was a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore and Phyllis Brenda a was a spinoff of Rhoda, but Brenda never had a show. Uh-huh. Okay. This what is am I so looking weird. up? Dennis Rodman Barbie doll. This is so weird that in the first sentence about Kenny Rogers, they've buried a secret treaty that he helped negotiate between Yasser oh, Arafat with the fact that he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Like, I did want that fuck? so badly. Oh, that does exist. They do exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god megan this is like first of all it's right up my alley it, it is <laughs> it, it, it. i love this or i would i would want him to marry madonna and look it comes there's another 
I mean, this is like obviously like a fake one, but just moments into this episode about Kenny Rogers, we're talking How about Dennis Rodman this? in a dress. The oh, it's not that expensive. Bulls. I paid about this amount for my um, uh, what's his name? Persnickety Pie Man from mm-hmm. uh, Strawberry Shortcake. I bought it like um, like a large plastic doll, and it cost me forty bucks. So yeah, um, Kenny Rogers. I don't know. Like I feel like. I used to watch Reno 911 like obsessively, and he did a couple episodes of that show. Did he really? Yeah, because, I love Niecy Nash. Um, Thomas Lennon's character Jim Dangle is like obsessed with Kenny Rogers, and so is Trudy Weigel, Carrie Kinney's I need, character. I need to watch a Reno 911. Megan, it's been a there's while. new ones, and I hate to keep giving him so much airtime, but Tim Allen is in the new season. <laughs> what is Tim Allen doing that he is we like? Give him too much air on this. Okay, so okay, this is what I think happened. I think because the new Buzz Lightyear movie mm-hmm. is either coming out or came out. I don't it know. Came out. Okay, but came it's, and went. Yeah, but it's not him who did it. No, Chris Evans played Buzz Lightyear. In it. Yeah, so I feel like the powers that be felt sorry for him. So they're like, okay, fine, let yeah. him recoup some money here and there. He can do some Reno Nine One Ones. Yeah, he have a new show, have a Santa Claus show. But the new Reno is like the same as the old Reno. It's brilliant. It's just as funny. It's like. There's a whole sketch that I'm going to insert a little bit of it right here. It's a great time to learn about the new pronouns such as Z, Zim, Zer, and Zis, which are not the same as C, Z, Her, and Hers. All the, like he literally rattles off so many different pronouns. That's so good. And then he goes, so that you know, and he's he does it by like fake dragging them from the corners like in an old like clip art kind of like shitty whatever dumb way like they superimpose the word in his oh hands, i love you it know? and he goes so you don't seem like and he pulls from the top he goes an asshole <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny you definitely have to check it out the new reno they did it it was produced for um quibi that app where they would have like little like five minute tv shows is that gone now, Quibi? It's gone, but like Roku bought all of the original content. Okay. And then what they did was they restructured these five-minute sketches, basically, into full 22-minute episodes, and they like Frankensteined a new show out of oh, the nice. Quibi pieces. It's cool, and it works really well, because they were still trying to do like their weird like storytelling throughout, you know, like 40 different Quibis or whatever. Yeah. So it was a full story So they had arc, it structured, so they just moved yeah. It around. Oh, nice. But I remember there's an episode of Reno. That's what I was getting to. There's an episode of Reno where Kenny Rogers, his like old piano is going to be on display in some mall and it plays itself. It's a player piano and it's on display. And Jim Dangle and Trudy Weigel are so excited to be stationed at the piano. And then like Kenny Rogers shows up and they, they try to protect him from like shooters but like no one's gonna fucking shoot kenny rogers until someone does shoot kenny rogers and they fail and kenny rogers is laying on the floor bleeding out and everything it's so goddamn funny oh my god i think that's all on paramount and it like it doesn't always hold up but where it's a problem it's still i don't know it's still funny it's still funny i have such nostalgia for it so cold open guest star kenny rogers discovers that scooter's uncle has sold the mineral rights to his dressing room to arabs I don't want to seem ungrateful. What is all of this junk in my dressing room? Well, you know my uncle who owns this theater? Yeah, so? Well, he sold the mineral rights to your dressing room. (laughs) 
Before we start drilling, where should we park the camels? Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that this episode opened with a warning. Yeah. And it's because Arabs are mining fuel out of Kenny Rogers' dressing room. And they're dressed like they're from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is one of those episodes, man. I like camels. They're so weird. Camels are weird as hell. And they spit and they hiss. Yeah. I like camels, too. When I was a kid, I went to the Bronx Zoo and I rode a camel. Did you ride a single hump or a double hump? I don't remember. Probably a single hump. Camels are, like, really cool-looking creatures. Mm -hmm. Very freaky, like... Half horse, half giraffe, half like a whole yeah. other thing. Alpacas are weird too. I like yeah. those too. They kind of have a little bit of alpaca to them. Like yeah, they their do. face is like a little like that like groupy <laughs> lip, you know? Such a weird animal. I love it. Now I'm thinking about Joe Camel. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Ugh. the coolest guy in the world. Coolest guy in the world. And then Statler and Waldorf sing. I loved this. Statler and Waldorf sing an extra verse to the song. And instead of the, why don't we get this started, they sing, why don't they make this funny? <laughs> what a good heckle. Uh-huh. That's a great heckle, actually. Kermit the Frog has agreed to appear in the opening number, so Miss Piggy is out to introduce the show. Miss Piggy looks, like, snatched. She looks great here. At, in this, like, ringleader uniform. Yes, where she looks she's fucking, like... aw- she's very busty. <laughs> she's very busty. <laughs> but, like, this is a good look for I Piggy. I mimed that at you. And I instantly regretted it. No, I thought it was like, I didn't. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. (laughs) But I was thinking like before you even did that, I'm like, wow, she's very busty. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man, we shouldn't be like looking at Miss Piggy, right? (laughs) She's of age. She's still a felt pig lady. So Miss Piggy (laughs) sings, Miss Piggy sings the daring young man on the flying trapeze. What's that song? The Daring Young Man on the Flying Trapeze. This feels like it's going to be some of your shit, Megan. It's I've never heard this song in my life. Oh, it's from 1867. This I some... thought it was going to be in that, what's that, Barnum musical? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure um, Lisa's son, Benjamin, probably has a 78 with this exact <laughs> song on it. Oh, I'm actually going to ask him. The, young, the Daring Young Man on the Flying Trapeze. So, <laughs> oh, man. Megan, this episode's already on to a weird start. It's a weird episode well weird started episode for sure Fozzie bear now desperate to help kermit calls out to the audience is there a doctor in the house one responds this doctor that comes out on the stage is so i don't know he's haunted there's something wrong with him his eyes are like bugged out yeah he looks like he's got like the bernie sanders wig on Fozzie asks are you a real doctor and the doctor says of course i'm a real doctor you want to see my bank account? <laughs> I literally thought this was a relative of the gross. I He definitely looks, he's very much related to J.P. JP gross. gross. Yeah, and Scooter. Yeah. The only thing is he doesn't have that alcoholic nose going yet. He's just a few drinks shy. Doug, you skipped that Kermit was on a trapeze and he fell off the trapeze. I didn't say that. Uh, did you? Maybe I didn't. Beauregard is in air. During our daring young man on the flying trapeze act, Kermit is the trapeze artist. And Kermit flies across the stage and falls and hurts himself. Yeah. Classic Muppets. Beauregard hasn't been on the show in quite some time. And I did not miss him. I didn't miss him either. I don't know why we don't have George the janitor still. I don't understand why Beauregard is necessary. I don't either. And he stuck around. He's like still on Muppet shit. 
I don't love him. Yeah, me neither. But somebody likes him. I guess so. There must be... Uh, if you're a Beauregard freak, uh, message us, please. Next, Kermit reveals that his foot is only sprained and asks Kenny Rogers if he'll find someone to help stall the show until they can get things going again. Kenny sends Zoot to play something on stage. He plays Perdido. What is Perdido? Perdido is a jazz standard that was composed by Juan Tizol and originally recorded by Duke Ellington. Cool. That's, yeah. That's really cool. cool. Duke Ellington, like, instantly it's like, oh, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) you can just see, like, the huge cheeks and the trumpet, right? Like, Very cool. So Zoot is on stage playing a few riffs to keep the audience occupied as instructed. When Fozzie sends him off, he sends a few sax blats the bear's way. Zoot Zoot Riot! Riot! Um, I was reminded the other day of the Brian Setzer Christmas album. Speaking of, Zoot Suit Riot is the other one. That's Cherry Pop and Daddies, That's right? That's Cherry Pop and Daddies, yeah. Brian Setzer Orchestra was like in that same... Was that... Was that technically a part of like the ska revival? Not ska. That's like swing. It was swing. It was the because swing movie, revival. Like, swingers and shit, right? Oh, really? Yeah. That like helped really like set it off. There was the like at least. a minute of time. Mm-hmm. A good six month period of time. Yeah. Where swing was like huge. Yes. It was like 1998, 99, yes. right? It was, and it was those two bands, Brian Setzer Orchestra and. The Cherry Pop and Daddies. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. That, I like, feel like there was another one, too. And I can't remember. Hmm. Wait, did we say... What did I say first? Cherry Pop and Daddies. So I did not say the Squirrel Nut Zippers. That was the other one. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Let me see what that song was. That's oh a weird God. band name. I know. I know. It just reminds me of Sweat Baby Sweat. Baby, sex is a thing. Yeah, what's that band? That's the Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang. This is Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, you know this song. Oh, yeah. In the Afterlife. Yeah. It's very Dead Like Me. Yes. Dead Like Me was no after, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this song is from. Oh, I don't even know. The Afterlife. I definitely have this on my iPod. It's all that's on Apple Music is this Greatest Hits album, which like... Why is it so hard to look things up sometimes? Damn. But yeah, I know that they had like a song at least that was, you know, wildly popular. It's so weird that that was like a thing that happened. Like these like microcultural, oh, I guess those are called fads. But some fads last a while and uh-huh. some are like short-lived and that was a short-lived one. Yeah, like how we're still in like the reality show fad. You know? Reality shows have evolved and changed over the years, though, like tremendously. Like if you watch an early reality show, there's such an innocence to it, mm-hmm. and there's such like, um, like the drama that we once thought was like so dramatic at the time is nothing compared to the drama, yeah. in, like in these like produced reality shows now. Like reality shows really hit their stride in the early aughts, right? Like we'll say like 2004, there was a lot of them. 
right? Like really gaining steam and stuff. But then in 2007, when the writer strike happened, there was that implosion. Yeah. Of like, oh, yeah. We can make reality shows basically and not have to pay writers because they're reality. Mm-hmm. Even though, of course, there was someone Produce. producing and spinning things into motion. But we're about, <clears throat> based on like what I listen to in other podcasts and stuff, we're probably headed to another reality boom because they're looking at a writer strike coming in 2023. Well, it's they're predicting. I'm, I'm wondering how something like TikTok is really going to change the face of that too because it's like think about how much like everyday folk or whatever influencers or influencers are on TikTok and stuff mm-hmm. now and like even YouTube and it's just like I think it's going to change the face of like reality TV as we know it. I think it kind of has to because when they try like I feel like all of these streamers have tried to capture these people who are popular in TikTok or influencer culture and stuff and tried to like turn that into something that fits their mold of like Netflix even like Netflix is one of the first streamers right that was making original content yet they let like standard practices of how we make television and how we make films still influence the way that they do it Mm -hmm, when they mm -hmm. have the ability to make something wholly different they still do an hour long for drama a half hour for comedy whatever and that doesn't necessarily work anymore you don't need to do things like that so they try to take some of these creators like that and then put them in a half hour format or an hour long and it doesn't that's not what they were doing you know do you watch any reality shows i really don't i watch competitive like that counts as reality okay mostly that's it so like a chopped or are you like a bravo like top chef no at netflix great british bake-off oh great british bake-off okay yeah that kind of stuff yeah nothing like I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit more cutthroat. I watched like these ones that are more like passive always on. I think oh, yeah, yeah. I would say they're more passive. Yeah, because it's just like like I watch they RuPaul's make 40 of them a year. But like on when you look at like Chopped or Chopped is too Iron stressful chef, for me. It's 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 much more higher stakes yeah. than like, you know, but like a top chef I could watch mm-hmm. um, if I'm into it. But like definitely the only reality show I consistently watch is RuPaul's Drag Race. But even that, I have to be honest, it's getting like there's something like really tired happening mm-hmm. about it where I'm just like it's been almost 20 years. I don't even want to watch it anymore. Since that it's show like, started. Right? It's like, like I watch it, but like I don't watch it the same way I used to. Like I used uh-huh. to like really watch it. Yeah. And now I'm like, hmm. I just yeah. have it on in the background. It, it, it's curious to know. I mean, it's because even the form and like the art of drag and stuff is ever evolving and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it feels like it shouldn't go sour, but maybe their format is going a little sour. Who knows? You know, but like, getting a little old. What other reality shows? Like, there's Big Brother still a thing. Every time I see a new cycle, Survivor, Survivor is, is still starting, a thing. I'm like, I think I want to people watch this. love it. Really? Love it. Yeah. Wow. And I never do. And I've been saying that for 10 years, maybe. I remember maybe I'll get into it this year, you know? I, I remember I was, like, visiting a friend, um, and, I'm, you know, I was staying with her and her husband at their mm-hmm. house, and uh, she was like, oh, well, you know, Big Brother's on tonight. And, yeah. like, Mike and I watched that show. Like, it's event television. Like, and, you, you know, watch it with us, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, they're so into it. They're like, oh, this is happening. This and, is now, and I'm just like, oh, God. In that time that you were staying with your friend, if you were staying for a week, there's like three episodes of Big Brother that they have to watch in that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I think it's like on on Tuesdays and Thursdays or something. And then there's like even other like Background. additional content you oh, yeah. could watch if you wanted to be like 
that serious about it. That's how drag races too. They have untucked is uh-huh. what they call it. It's like all the behind the scenes like drama and things yeah. you miss. Because Big Brother is one of those shows where they're constantly filming. Oh yeah, because it's the house, right? So I right? think it's like on... Well, I don't... I haven't watched this show in years. there's Celebrity Big Brother. But when I used to watch it when it first started, it was like... I feel like you watched one episode and it was like the package of the week. Yeah. And then the next episode was like the live with, you know, the challenges and stuff that they were going to do more so. So it's like there's all this content. I used to watch Road Rules in Real uh, mm-hmm. Real World when I was, you know, yeah, younger. Yeah, Road World was cool. And like, it was one of those things where when we were kids, I don't know if you felt this way, but I'm like, I'm watching a show for grownups that's like, I, I'm cool. I'm a teenager now. You know, I'm yeah. watching the real world. It's so funny to think now. I'm like, okay, so they're in the, the real world. They're in the house and then they give them like jobs and stuff. But I would always think like, well, what are these people? Do these people work? Mm-hmm. It's like they're getting paid, I guess, to be on the show. I still don't totally understand how you could like take time away from your job for like a month to be on a reality show like that. Do you just like take a leave of absence to go be on The Bachelorette? Mm-hmm. You know, like those. those so shows. when I was in grad school, uh, this one girl like didn't show up for like three, two or three weeks of classes or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, it turns out she was on like The Bachelor on Broadway because they yeah. did like a Broadway version. She's like, oh, I couldn't talk about it or whatever. That's so like... weird. Liz has my wife. Liz has to my wife. I, I can't I help paused. myself. I'm like, I, I am you. literally. From my time. So my <laughs> wife, a few years back, went to two of her former sorority sisters, got married a couple weeks apart. <laughs> and they were both on the show Three Weddings on TLC. I don't know if that show still exists anymore. And it's where three brides go to the weddings of the other, the three women all invite the other two to their weddings and whatever. And then at the end, they have to rate the weddings and the one that they had the most fun. And then whoever won the best wedding, they get an all-expense-paid honeymoon. Right. So Liz had two friends who were both on two different cycles of three weddings. Holy shit. So we watched these episodes and her one friend, I I don't want to say anybody's names because these episodes still exist and like you can watch them and stuff. (laughs) But like they fully edited her into like a villain. And like everyone else is like, oh my God, at my wedding, we're going to do this and it's going to be so nice. And they have her cut around saying like, my wedding was better than all of this. This (laughs) Like, I don't know if they were like prodding her or what, because she's a very nice and like kind person. And meanwhile, in this episode, she's like, I'm going to win. This sucks. Like she was like fully bratty and stuff. And then she ended up losing and she looks like a sore loser after losing also, because like at the way that they reveal if you won. Um, your husband now comes out of this like limo into this room where the three women are waiting and he says we won you know whatever and they show like a foot come out of a limousine and then cut to commercial you know whatever and then they cut to Liz's friend and she's like I knew that wasn't my man he would never wear socks like that those were horrible and I'm like she's still being a bitch what the hell is going on like I couldn't believe that we watched an hour of of her being like so mean. I'm like, this isn't her. That's crazy. <sighs> wow. Oh, God. Yeah, that's scary to think, like, if you had the opportunity to be on, a, like, a reality show. It's like, I feel like a reality show about you, though, would be, like, probably, like, based around your shop and, uh-huh. like, the things that you do. So it'd be, like, nicer. But, like, if they did a reality show, let's say, based on, like, one of the boards you're on, uh-huh. you know, someone's going to be the villain. On oh, that. yeah. They have to. Yeah. They have to. And I know I'm sometimes the villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even want to think about reality shows that would revolve around like our friends or anything. It'd be so crazy. I'm just happy that like all I can say is like I'm happy TikTok and I'm happy Instagram wasn't around when I was like in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Thank God. There's enough of a record of shit from when we were kids that we don't need to be reminded of. God forbid you should be able to open your live journal in the year of 2022, Megan. Oh my God. <laughs> so a wounded Kermit performs coconut from his hospital bed, attended by a doctor and two nurses. Slowly things begin to you change. You put the lime in the coconut. First the nurses change. Then the doctor turns into a witch doctor. The room becomes a jungle filled with animals dancing around Kermit's bed. As the song ends, everything returns to normal and all is calm. But only for a moment, all the animals reappear in Kermit's room. I love this song so much. I love it too. Does it remind you of any type of movie? Uh, it certainly does. Practical Magic. Yes! Hell yeah. I, I even said to Liz while we were watching this, I'm like, I cannot hear this song without thinking about Practical Magic. Should I watch that movie? Does that it movie hold up? up. Megan. Nikki Kidman's in that movie. I was going to say that. And Sandra Bullock's in it. But Sandra Bullock is a gem. Yeah, it's got to hold up to an extent, right? Tyne Daly? Is it okay for me to say that I love Sandra Bullock? Yes. I love her. Not controversial in the slightest, Megan. Thank God. We also live in a weird time where people love Nicole Kidman also. I I actually, I used to not like Nicole Kidman, but... um, since I've listened to, like, RuPaul talk about her and, like, some of these drag queens talk about her, I'm like, all right, I like her. All right. But she, like, is the queen of the lace front wigs. And she does these weird things at AMC movie Oh, yeah. Theaters. I've never seen With her real, her real accent, ages. her real voice. Yeah. When, what is it? Like, hot break feels good in a place like Was this. she married to Tom like Cruise? I think she was. I think she was married. She was then, the first Yeah, and wife. then she was released, and then Katie Holmes married him. Yeah. And now she's married to Keith Urban, and I think they share a wig. Oh, but... They tried it off. But uh, Keith Urban, he is an Australian, is he? Yes, he is. Oh, he's, they're both he's Australian. He's an Australian, well, but he's a country her. and western singer in the States. Oh, I love it. I didn't realize he was Australian and a country western singer. Yeah. That's awesome. He's a wild figure there. Pretty cool, eh? Kenny complains to one of the Arabs that their camel has stepped on his guitar. He is told, don't worry about your guitar. We will buy you a new one. Scooter arrives to tell Kenny that Kermit isn't feeling well. They are told, don't worry about the frog. We will buy you a new one. Oh, so these Arabs are going to take over the whole show. Kermit's apparently. looking for a new job. It's, it's not, he's not feeling sick. He's just looking for a new job. Scooter informs Kenny that they'll have to delay the opening number, so he should just stay in his dressing room and relax. It proves difficult, though... While the Arabs are still drilling for oil. It's like, oh man. You want to talk about Qatar? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Are you watching the World Cup at all? No. I don't, I don't have like a soccer bone in me. Is it that I keep doing this? <laughs> okay, good. I don't have like a, a soccer fo- a football, football bone, bone in, you? in my body. I really don't either. And I, and I really tried to get into soccer, football, like mm-hmm. maybe a decade ago by by buying fifa because mm-hmm. i'm like well if i can play it in a video game i'll like it more it's an impressive sport but it I'm, really is you it's know not for me. the pitch is huge the nets are huge like there's i don't know what position would be the easy like to be a goaltender in soccer is a fruitless attempt like no. that is a huge net you know like i don't know how they protect that i think it's great i think that soccer women are very attractive uh-huh. and they're like running around, and the men too so but but um yeah i just besides the whole objectification of the players and mm-hmm. how hot they are like nah not for me 
I can't help myself. <laughs> so next we have the Muppets <laughs> News Flash. The newsman announces the recall of hospital beds made on assembly lines formerly used to make pop-up toaster parts. <laughs> and Kermit flies through the That's scene. That's funny. Kermit gets sent backstage in a wheelchair and ends up crashing down the stairs while he tries to avoid Fufu. Piggy's dog is back. Oh my god. Okay, so speaking of Fufu, very cute. In the nanny, mm-hmm. Cece Babcock gets the dog. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember? You know that that's, that's um, Fran Drescher's dog in real life. Is it really? Chester. What's the dog called? Chester. Is the dog called Chester yeah. on the show, too? Yeah. That's I love Chester. What a weird little <laughs> shitty dog. Yeah, and she, he like always is growling uh-huh. and hates Cece, and He's then like he goes to Fran, ball. and he like licks her face. Uh-huh. I seriously, like I haven't been watching The Nanny as much as I used to, you know, last week or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> used to two weeks ago, last week. But um, it's just such a good feel good show i have been though however because i'm i'm i talked i spoke last week a little bit about how boring assassin's creed origins is and how i watch tv in the background uh-huh. so one of the things i've been watching in the background is um pokemon indigo league so like the pokemon cartoon what? from our from our youth <laughs> you texted me a couple of days ago and you were like does pokemon hold up or something like that and then i was like i think i, I text you ash is 10 <laughs> Question mark? And I'm like, I can't. And his mom just sent him out into the world. That is the plot of like every one of those games. Good thing they found Brock. You're a grown boy now, so go on an adventure. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Brock is like a grown man with them. Oh, for sure. Misty's a teenager. Yeah, she's like a little bit older than Ash, much younger than Brock. And like Brock lusts over her in like a oh, really late, weird way. But late I thought later. No, Brock is like all about like the Jennies and the weird Oh my god, the officer Jennies. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. Nurse Joys. No stro- yeah, no yeah. nurse joys. Yeah, but it's like to me I'm like, oh my god, okay, so I used to watch it as a kid, but like I feel like it's in a whole new light for me now for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, okay, so you battle these Pokemon and then they like constantly have to go to the hospital when they're done? Yes. Yeah, they have to go to the hospital a lot. A lot. And then they live in these, like, balls, uh-huh. except some of them don't want to. So, like, no. Meowth doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Pikachu, Pikachu refuses. Pikachu refuses. Meowth can fully speak English. Meowth is, like, from vaudeville. Yeah, Like, he's a Groucho-esque Did we talk character. about this on no. the show? Because I was thinking about this. Not, did we talk about this in text message then? Text message. You were like, oh, what's the translation? About curious if it's like in the translation that he has all those jokes yeah. too. Yeah. And then James reads is like very like narcissistic. Like I guess he I, – I, at first I couldn't tell if he was straight or gay. But then he just seems like one of those really narcissistic men who will go either way mm-hmm. b- because of it's just all about attention. It's not uh-huh. about sexuality. It's about – uh-huh. Who's you know whoever is has the most attention to give yeah kind of thing exactly yeah Jesse and James they're so fucking funny but I I think it's funny and I'm like paying attention to the beats of the episodes and what's so comforting about the episodes to me is that the introduction to Team Rocket pro- Rocket excuse me probably takes about a full minute and thirty seconds mm-hmm. like with whatever then they go away so it's like all the beats to the episodes are exactly the same yes yeah exactly the same and then like. The Pokemon, they like say things like Charmander, Charmander. Yeah. It's like the episodes it's so are. Weird. We're going to introduce a new Pokemon in this one mm-hmm. who's doing. Something. I like the raps at the end, and then the whole raps at the end. The raps are and then ridiculous. I was thinking, why do I think that Justin probably knows all the Pokemon by name because of those raps? He probably does. He, I mean, I told you we're like playing the new Pokemon game. 
How is it? And it's do you battle? Good. Yeah. You battle? And do your Pokemon have to go to the hospital after? All the time. That's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of hospital visits. And then um, I'm, I'm assuming but it's free. Okay, free, free health care in the Pokemon universe. Because I'm like, this 10-year-old boy is out there. And then it's like you can only carry a couple balls at one time. And then like mm-hmm. the crap. You send them back to the, to the computer or whatever. Well, the crab got caught by him. And then it went to like the professor mm-hmm. that he got. But then the professor is also like the uncle of his arch nemesis. Who's yeah. also from pallet town question mm-hmm. mark yeah so Ashley's and wait, in wait. Town. and his last name is ketchum uh-huh yeah that's a little that's a lot it's a lot but all of the towns in the first world of pokemon are named after colors he lives in pallet town and then he goes to the cerulean gym oh, okay. to the oh pallet town like the palette, palette of, of yeah, paint a paint palette yeah oh. it's a little bit like that's more clever than being called ketchum yeah, but like, cerulean, that's a good word and a mm-hmm. good color. So then also wanted to ask about, oh, wait. Oh, Indigo League. Mm-hmm. Are there different leagues to Pokemon? Yeah, each game has its own league. And the leagues have different Pokemon? Each un- <laughs> <laughs> Each league what? I feel like I'm explaining to my aunt, which I mean that is our dynamic. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're I'm my your, brother. I'm your brother, you're my aunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that like, okay, so each Pokemon game has different Pokemon. Some of the Pokemon from previous games will exist in the current Pokemon that you're playing. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, the po- like the new ones won't translate back to the old game. You can't move them to the old game. Mm-hmm. But like, so in the first Pokemon game, Pikachu is introduced. In the second series of Pokemon games, Pikachu is still around. And it's discovered that there's a little version of Pikachu... That he ha- that he a baby form called so, Pichu. Okay, so it's not Rochu or whatever the evolved. Raichu is Raichu. his second form. Yeah. Okay. So by the second game, they introduced that there's actually three forms of Pikachu. Okay. Kind of thing. And then they get into like new guy. I don't know. There's like. But the games came thousands of guys at this point. There's probably a th- like over. Did a thousand. the cards? Did it start with cards or did it the start cards with in the game? I think started like at the same ish time. In the 90s? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pokemon just celebrated its 25th birthday maybe like last year. The Pokemon is probably like 27 in 2023. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Well, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's like very like, and then like Team Rocket is like basically the, there's like the behind the scenes boss, which is very like Inspector Gadget to mm-hmm. me. Um, Giovanni. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gay coding in, in that show to me uh-huh. too, especially with the villains. Like, yeah. A lot of gay coding, but I'm I'm into it. I thought the last episode I watched, they were on a ship and it got sunk. The USS, Anne, the SS Anne, yeah, Saint at, Anne, and then it, Saint Anne, yeah, uh-huh. and then it was like flipped over, uh-huh. and like they could, they were like not drowning and or anything. Like a lot of, isn't there like a lot of like them falling this way, yeah, and falling that way, and well, like, like okay, and I, it's like kind of goofy, but it's like there's there, it's not like. Okay, the thing that surprises me about the show is that there's a lot of, like, a little bit of sexism going on. Uh But, I I mean, that's my only complaint about Uh the show. Truly. (laughs) Only complaint. Otherwise, it's a 9 out of 10. It's like there's not much to it. It's just, like, an easy... And then I'm like, I have two boring things. I have Assassin's Creed Origins (laughs) and, you know, Pokemon Indigo League. And it's just, like, together, it Uh works. 
It just works. It just works. While it I'm balances like, out to one good time. While I'm riding my horse to the next fucking town that I have to go to, and I'm like following the road in You're Assassin's like, oh, Creed Origin, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robin takes over hosting duty. Du- <laughs> Robin takes over hosting duties, announcing that Kermit keeps falling down on the job. It seems only natural for Robin to take over as heir apparent. Stupid. I love Robin. So Kenny sings his classic The Gambler on a train accompanied by three old men Muppets. The Gambler himself relates parts of the song and chorus. This was cool. I thought this was really well done with the puppets, the Muppets. Yeah, they're very cool. They're like, I don't know. The one looks like the storyteller Muppet, or like what would become the storyteller from that song. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gambler himself relates part of the song and chorus, offering Kenny his advice. Soon, though, the gambler dies and dances around the cabin as a ghost. This is like such a weird way for them to present one of Kenny Rogers' songs. But I love that they were. I love when they do stuff like this. And then he was a ghost. I mean, this was quirky, cool, and like a little bit grown up. Inventive, yeah, yeah. a little bit grown up and like a weird, yeah. Especially because like they're not traditional Muppet like animals or whatever they're like these creepy old guys that are singing a song that's like a, you know i really like this i thought it was good yeah the uk spot knees up mother brown performed by fozzy and others in a bar while fozzy's mother dances kicking her knees up okay fozzy is very perturbed by the lyrics of the last chorus i loved seeing fozzy's mom move like that it was so cool. this was so British to me. This is a traditional British song, typically heard at parties and in bars. Yes. And is also sung by some music hall performers. This is very British to me. This is very like Cockney, Britishy, like for sure. Like this is British pub at its finest. Public house. Yeah. And like Fozzie's mom, who looks exactly like him, I oh, was yeah. hysterically like laughing. I'm like, this glasses. is fucking perfect. It's, it makes me wonder if that like is just a Fozzie clone that they have, you know? Like, this there's is definitely a couple a bo- different versions of each of the characters. This is a backup Fozzie. Yeah, backup Fozzie. We'll put a little wig on it. It's it's pretty great. So this this is a two episodes in a row. UK spot was really good. I know, I know. It's like you almost like cheated a little bit that we wouldn't have gotten this otherwise. Yeah. You know? So next, Veterinarian's Hospital, Nurse Piggy overacts as the nurse whose lover had a tragic accident. Well, he's still breathing, but I think his pulse is weak. Oh, Carmen! Carmen, can you hear me? This is Nurse Piggy! I will never leave your side till you have taken your last breath. Do you think he heard me? He must have. His pulse has stopped. (laughs) (laughs) happens to him, you will have me to account to. Good. I was wondering who was going to pay his bill. Uh, A light fixture falls on his head. I love this, like, just rolling down the hill. Kermit cannot catch a break. He's just going to get hurt even further. He's getting his ass handed to him, and he deserves it, I think, Megan. It's come time. Oh, my God. By now, most of the backstage area has been taken over by oil equipment. Kenny notices that Kermit is rubbing his neck and asks if he's all right. Kermit responds... If I can survive that last bit, I can survive anything. Kenny describes Kermit as a very durable frog. Now we go back to the Muppet News Flash. <laughs> Makers of the light fixture from Veterinarian's Hospital have announced a recall on all their <laughs> hospital lights. All manufacturing of the light fixtures has been dropped. And then a 
And then, th- I think it. that was perfect. The I love a like callback like that. I think that was so perfect. Kermit bravely hobbles on stage on crutches. Piggy races to his side for support. She regrets it. looks it like she's soon, holding him. It does look like she's holding him up. She regrets it as soon as she hears what act is next. Gonzarella. I feel like I'm like zipping through this, but no, it but feels they, like these are all so strung No, these together, were really you know? short, too, and they did string together. Gonzo really stunts. Gonzo is in another effort to defy death and good taste, tries to shoot himself from a catapult and skywrite the hallelujah chorus, but ends up sending Kermit and Piggy careening into Statler and Waldorf's box. <laughs> this is like the most insane thing. I love when they invade Statler and Wald- Wardor- Waldorf's box. Benson I can't... and Hedges have to be inconvenienced yeah, by I love when B and Hedges have to be inconvenienced. I could use some more coffee too, Dougie. I know. In a <laughs> moment kidding. of... <laughs> I know. After this one, I saw. I saw you look in your I'm cup. Like, do I have any more coffee? I do in a moment of relative calm, Kenny and the Muppets sing Love Lifted Me. Do I know this song? Do you think? Love will keep us together. That reminds me of Ron and Beverly, too, but the Love only, did not keep them together. The only Kenny Rogers songs that like I really know are The Gambler, and then like he sang Islands in the Stream with Dolly Parton. That's really it. Oh, I know that song Which because Ghetto, Ghetto Superstar. Superstar. Yeah. That is what you are. Yeah. Is that Maya and yeah. who? Ghetto my eyes are sore, being a son and all. I don't know. Are you doing DMX? That's, that's, that's not like DMX. I, I think it was the, like Old Dirty Bass or something. The act with which you were doing No, it's not. Me I'm for, okay, now I have to look up who sings this fucking song. Look up who sings Ghetto Superstar. Ghetto Superstar. That is what you are. That is what you are. Um, Proz, that's who it is. Proz? Yeah. Hmm. So is that a Maya song featuring Praz? No, it's Praz featuring Maya. No oh, way. Oh yeah, old dirty bastard was singing that part. From, My eyes are sore, being the sun and all. From the movie, Bullworth. Bullworth. Yeah. What the fuck is Bullworth? Isn't it Bullworth? It's Warren Beatty, Halle Berry. Wait, maybe this isn't what I'm thinking it is. A suicide. A suicidally disillusioned liberal po- politician puts a contract out, puts a contract out on himself, and takes the opportunity to be bluntly honest with his voters by affecting the rhythms and speech of hip hop, music, and culture. Wow. Okay, I don't really remember. I've never seen this movie. I thought you liked this movie. I've what never am seen I confusing that movie. it with? What if you like these like political movies from the nineteen nineties? Wag, like, the Wag the dog and. Bob? Wag the dog is fucking, what's his name now? Is uh, a David Mamet. Yeah. What's the other one? Wag There's the like dog two is political so movies good. that you like from the 90s. I know Wag the dog is one of them. Whatever. Okay. During the closing number, the Arabs finally struck oil. At the closing, Kenny tells Kermit that he was able to make a good deal on some gasoline. In return, teaching the Arabs how to sing. Ugh. That like little plot device that was running through the back of this episode sucked. I think it was, it so was weird. of its time, probably, yeah. because it doesn't hold up. Little tone deaf. It does not hold up. Well, next week we're going to watch the Lola Falana episode of The Muppet Show. This is a name that I'm so familiar with, but I have no idea who the hell I just want to say one more thing about Kenny Rogers. Go for it. He has a great beard. His mm-hmm. beard is really full and lovely. He knows when to comb him. <laughs> no. Knows when to fold him. I'm weird. I out. actually like that gambler song. 
It's I, a, yeah, it's a good song. I had no idea who Lola Falana was, but now I do. Well, um, here's the premise for her episode. Gonzo the Great plans to quit the show after receiving an offer from a film studio in Bombay. A jealous Miss Piggy asks Gonzo to keep her in mind when talking to producers. Gonzo performs a tearful My Way and then leaves the theater. All he I ends up s- coming back. The producers in Bombay thought they were hiring Gonzo the Mediocre. Well, that's a spoiler. I know, right? You just spoiled the episode. But he has to face his replacement, Trevor the Gross. Oh, yeah. JP Gross is whatever uh-huh. is in next episode. Oh, boy. Um, this next episode may or may not have made me cry. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, okay. So watch the Lola Falana episode, episode 411. And uh, follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Message us. And until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Kenny Rogers. Bye.